Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. To talk a little bit about the college football landscape, if we've got time, we'll touch on the playoff landscape and what his thoughts are on that. Maybe even a little bit of recruiting. Who does he feel that was on campus that he feels we might be able? We got a few things we can talk with Brian Munson about, but we're going to start off because it is a big night. TCU and Georgia are face-to-face in a square-off on who's going to get the college football championship. Who's going to get it done? Brian Munson joining us on the block right now. Brian Munson, what's going on, my guy? Hey, man. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by tonight's matchup, buddy. I, I um, First of all, Happy New Year. Uh, happy secondly, New Year. Secondly, I was so pleased with the other two games, the semifinals leading up to this matchup. I just, you know, you, you kind of hope that there's uh, a team that go, didn't go ahead and just, like, you know, exhaust everything in the tank to go ahead and win their game to to make it into the championship. But um, I I really hope that TCU holds up. I, I don't think people really understand. And I had a person that would know, let's just put it that way, reach out to me and said, there is no way that anybody could expect, you know, Matt Rule to basically take over Nebraska's roster and think that they could have the same type of success that Dykes had this last year. He said that roster was way better than people ever gave ever gave TCU uh, credit for. So, very very interesting thing. But I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see a good game tonight at the very least. But I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not. This is like that really weird year, man. Like where you kind of go out there and you're rooting for a team. I, I even if Georgia goes back to back, I. I really don't care. I, I, I really I really just want to see an excellent game. Georgia's a very uh, non-confrontational kind of like, I don't have an opinion about them one way or another. I kind of actually like the Bulldogs out of, out of the SEC, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I think outside of that, man, I just want to see a great game tonight. Good, good. I think Austin, my partner, uh, you know, welcome Austin, Brian. Brian, we got a new guy on here. You don't have to deal with the – the hokey homer of, of Nate right now. You got you got a new guy. Austin Armand is joining us on the block now, man. And so you'll get a chance to hear from him. He's got a question for you. So, so Brian, you look at the the quarterback matchup. Max Duggan goes JUCO, uh, local ish product from Council Bluffs. But you also look at Stetson Bennett. Uh, went to Georgia, uh, left the team, went to JUCO, comes back to Georgia, wins the starting job. Who's a better quarterback? I still don't know. Both these guys, I think, are better, and a lot of people would have given them credit for before the year. And in big games like this, it comes down to quarterback a lot of times. Who's the better quarterback? I still don't know. I I think they're very different dudes. And um, and it, it, here's, you know, I think it's style of play. I think it's what each guy is asked to do. I think Duggan, 
um, is much more TCU's offense is much more dependent on him as a big play mm-hmm. potential kind of guy versus Bennett. Now I'm not telling you Bennett is not capable of springing a ball here or there, but he's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to get you with the seat like what Duggan is. And I think that also, also what you got there too is Duggan's kind of this really interesting combination between like running back quarterback H back. He's a huge dude. I mean, that is the guy that Nebraska fans wanted him out of council bluffs. I mean, there is just, there's no reason why to think looking back at that one, why Nebraska, you know, why you should have been at Nebraska, anything like that, you know, that brings back old, old bad feelings. But I think, I think Bennett's asked to go out there and manage the game. He's got, he's got incredible talent all the way around him. Duggan, on the other hand, has to have a little bit more of an improvisational role as a quarterback. And, and I feel like, I feel like when you, when you kind of take that and you then compare them, they can both make the throws. One guy is a little bit more mobile than the other guy. One guy is really goes out there with the feeling of as long as I don't go out there and, and turn the football over and I just make my throws and keep converting first downs, um, we'll, we'll be just fine because all the, the rest of my roster can go ahead and win it. It's not that way with Duggan. I think Duggan has to go out there and he has to put, he has to be directly related more so than just throwing the football down the field. He has to be that threat with his feet. He has to score points with his feet. And, and, and I think that there's some big play potential that, that can come out of him. It's going to be very interesting to see how Georgia can maybe like nullify that big play potential that Duggan has. It's that's going to be a very interesting matchup tonight. Well, the crazy thing about what you said, uh, Brian, is we talk about the quarterback situation, and uh, Nebraska has had a uh, a dropping of the ball of a lot of those good ones, i.e. your Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow actually wanted to come to Nebraska, and we act like we didn't want the guy. And then, and, and then, and then, so when you talk about Duggan as well, does he remind you similarly of Tebow a little bit? Like, but, but with more, with more skill set, with his size and abilities, but go ahead. I like I like that one. I've never really kind of considered those Tim to, to have much of a comparable person, and, and and I typically do. I typically watch a guy and I'll go, oh, he reminds me of so and so. That's really a great that's really a great comparison. Plus, you know, Tebow is such a, a fantastic leader. I don't think that Duggan has necessarily yeah. all of that, but I th- yeah. I do feel like he has some of that. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why they are where they are tonight um, playing for that national championship. But that's, I think size wise, I think kind of the improvisational, the, I don't want to call it. I mean, Tebow had like that jump pass to the tight end. I, I think that there, he's a little bit more conventional than, than Tebow is. Mm-hmm. I, I know Tebow got drafted, you know, way early by the Broncos um, and didn't really last very long in, in the professional game. Um, but I, I think Duggan has got more pro potential um, than, than Tebow does, and, and I think that he'll, he'll stay in the league longer uh, than, than Tebow did. Yeah, I agree. I think the only other person that, that, that can give me an inkling of similarity to him would be maybe uh, Josh Allen, maybe not mm-hmm. with the arm that Josh has, but you know, just some of the same kind of skill sets. Josh Allen kind of reminds me of a little bit of that, but I, I'm not going to say he's Josh Allen. Please don't be texting in 
saying that Strickland said Duggan's like Josh Allen. No, that ain't what I said. Hey, man, I, I heard exactly what you said. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, first of all, and and that's a that's a that's hefty praise. But I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about a yeah. bigger frame dude that's just a way better athlete than what you would typically kind of think he was being as big yeah. as what they are. And, and, and Josh has got an ability from 55 yards out to drop it in the bucket. There just aren't many guys that can, that can simply do that. Plus have that size, that speed, that ability to kind of go out there and, and break tackles and, and be Superman and jump over people. Duggan, Duggan has got, Duggan's got some of that. And, 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 yeah. and I totally understand. And he's like a six foot, three 215 poundish yeah dude he's put together he is really put together yeah yeah uh brian let's 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 move over and talk a little bit about the playoffs because that that you know the week is approaching for that wild card is now here and upon us it was a crazy weekend there was a lot of things that were on the line what were some of the things for you that were intriguing about this last playoff run and what are some of the expectations you have with some of the matchups in the wild card well, I, I wanted to, you know, my personal curiosity was how is Buffalo going to respond, uh, you know, coming, getting back on the football field since Monday night and, and the, 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 all, the near tragedy with, with, with Hamlin and all the positive things that have happened throughout the week and the way that Naheen Himes, you know, Himes uh, uh, kick, you know, the kickoff return to start out the game, the second one later on in the game, they were, they were playing inspired football. So that was very interesting to see. So then, you ultimately, then you have changes there in the AFC East with the, with the Patriots out and the, and the and the Dolphins in. But then I thought it was really interesting to kind of see how the rest of that weekend was going to kind of play out because, I mean, you had last night you had Dan Campbell being asked, "What are you guys playing for?" And he says, "Well, I know that we're technically eliminated, but these guys aren't. So I'm going to try to keep these guys home." And they go out and they beat Green Bay in Lambeau. I mean, I felt like that was just absolutely crazy. I, here's here's maybe the best story out of the entire season. It's it's the it's the TCU of pro football, the Seattle Seahawks. Did anybody mm-hmm. really think that they were going to be here right now? Right. I, mean, I, I just right. with, Gen- with Gino and and making <laughs> the move to to move off of of Russell Wilson and, and losing that consistency there and. And I mean, I don't know who goes down as looking like the absolute genius for for what just happened there. But I mean, they're sitting there now on a on a on a bountiful just lot of 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 great draft picks that they'll be able to go ahead and take over the next several years. And and I I think you know obviously I think the Giants are right there at being like one of those other great stories you know of the year. Maybe maybe even like the Jaguars and how they finish so strong. Um, but I, you know, I, I really felt like the Seahawks and, and even, even the Eagles, I think the Eagles are a year or two ahead of where we, when, where we thought that they could be. And Jalen Hurts, he, he's a real deal. Real, real, real quick, uh, a quick tidbit. And I got another question for you, but was AJ Brown, one of the biggest steals that Absolutely. the Philadelphia Eagles were able to pull out of the rabbit's hat? I, 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 sometimes you just have got these situations where things are just not ever, they don't ever sit there and, and they don't ever really take off. And you needed to find a way to kind of get out of situation as a Tennessee Titans. But I tell you what, they found the right people and the right things to put around AJ Brown. 
and he became a monster. He's an absolute monster for the Eagles, man. And and I tell you what, he was so much fun to watch. They've got such a great collection of receivers, not just not just him, but you know, uh the, the tight ends obviously that they can put back there as well. They just it hurts has got so many weapons and a great offensive line. Uh plus I think that defense is, is outstanding. It's really fun to think about that NFC Conference Championship, you know, potentially between the 49ers and the, and the Eagles. And, and of course, I want to see the Bills and Kansas City Chiefs, you know, face off again, too. So that would be awesome in, in, a, in a neutral field, too, to boot, which is, which is great. That was going to be my next question. Um, you know, some of the text liners think that, you know, being that the AFC is going to throw it to a neutral side, then the NFC should do that. Uh, both Austin and I thought that that was, you know, that wasn't fair. Austin basically alluded to the fact that, look, you've played all your season to get to this specific point. You've you've earned it. You you deserve it. And just this situation that happened to happen for the Bills shouldn't be the thing or the catalyst for the NFC having to go to that form as well. Obviously, things worked out uh, the way that they should have. Cincinnati Bengals didn't have to go to a coin flip because of the, the Ravens uh, uh, falling on the sword. And basically giving that, uh, putting pretty much ironing that situation out. And so now uh, I love the neutral opportunity, man, because I just don't think it's right. And I'm going to let you follow up on it. But I just don't I, think I, it's right I, I do, that I, the Kansas I, I, City I, I Chiefs too. with the Bills uh, beating them and the Bengals beating them to, to be able to have to run through Kansas City. That's just my thought. Go ahead. And, and, those, are the, and those are the points I was going to make. I mean, you, you, you essentially had the two teams facing off Monday night beat the chiefs. And if you didn't like that and you don't like that scenario, then that's fine. But this is two years in a row that Buffalo had gone to Kansas city and beaten Kansas city in Kansas city during the regular season. Now they didn't do so well and didn't fare so well with that, with that crazy comeback last year in the AFC in the AFC playoffs. That's fine. But this isn't, this is another year. These are not the same teams that they were a year ago. I think we could all agree on that one. It's a very, very different style and the way that they've got a, a better better kind of um, uh, run game now with Pacheco and Singletary and Cook, you know, they, 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 they very much want to kind of keep the defense, you know, off of the, on the field for the other team. There's off of it. And, and just, just go down the score, go down the score every single time you touch the football. So I, I completely agree with everything that you said, Strick. And I, I think that it would have been a huge mistake to subject the NFC to the to the same kind of issues that were in the AFC because of needing to cancel a football game for a very bad event. Well, hey, listen, he is Brian Munson. He's joining us from Husker Online. I'm not going to do what Nate does to you because I know you're the man and you're at Husker Online. But please go to Husker Online, tap in with them, Find out all the good content that Brian Munson and the crew is doing over there. Brian Munson, we thank you for staying with us on the block and joining us once again. We hope to hear from you after all of this is said and done to include the college football playoff as well as the NFL wild card. Hopefully you will be able to join us next week. Absolutely, man. Really appreciate it, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. That's Brian Munson. Husker Online once again joining us on the block. Again, the Sutter Heyman text line is open to you. Great stuff, great content. We love hearing from you guys there as well as the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We want to get to you guys more often. We will do so. Me and uh, Austin will make sure we'll be able to take calls from you periodically when we get into certain topics. We definitely want to do that. Last, we got a crossover 
that's going to be joining us. DP and the old school crew is going to be tapping in with us. We don't think Jay, I don't think Jay's going to be able to make it, but DP will definitely be here. We'll talk a little bit with him as well about some of these scenarios and situations that are yet ahead of us. We'll be right back after these messages. 93.7 The Ticket.